what's going on, Radio 1851 listeners. Uh, this is J&K in the midday. I am Kevin Gefeller, joined by Justin Kessler. Justin, what's going on? Not much, Kevin. Uh, the Philly season ended, which is uh, pretty big. Um, I have a lot of interesting thoughts on it. I do not think they will keep Gabe Kapler. I think he will be fired within the span of this week, I would say. Um, and I think they should bring in someone like Joe Madden, who's had proven success when he was with the Cubs and when he was Tampa Bay. So those are just some immediate thoughts of a changing at the managing position. Yep, this was obviously the last appearance for the Phillies for this season. Um, disappointing season. Again, we talked about this last week, but yeah, Gabe Kapler obviously is the big. That's the big news. Um, I th- I don't I think he's gone. I don't see him staying around. I saw that Joe Madden, yeah, the Cubs. He's not coming back for the Cubs. What other man? I, I don't know what other managers are available though. I don't know what other guys yeah, no. want jobs. I know that like I think four managers were let go at the end of the season. Um, none of them really appealed to me except for Madden. Maybe they could bring in some former player. Obviously, a huge Chase Utley fan myself, but I mean, he has no <laughs> managerial experience yet. But I know Raul Banez got pretty close to getting a managing job last offseason, so maybe bring in a former player. That's what That would be my perspective. I think they brought in someone who was over-analytical and someone who didn't really go with his gut, even though Gabe is a former player, but he just wasn't – he was more like a robot than he was a person and just wasn't good for the team. I enjoyed uh, watching him get injected for the first time, I have to say. He, he finally – I think when he realized his job was on the line, he started becoming more uh, – Animated? Yeah, I would. Ser- I would certainly agree. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I you it know, fun. and then I think they should make a change and uh, they should fire Klintak. I think. I think someone who doesn't really believe in his team or only wants to make his team good to a certain point should not be around. You should have someone that always wants to better his team, and like that was demonstrated during the trade deadline when they didn't really make any big moves. So I think they should get rid of Klintak as well. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. With you. I think. Definitely managerial moves have have to be made. This team, I I didn't think going into the season, I think if anyone, again, if you were a Phillies fan, you knew coming into the season pitching was going to be a problem. It's not like I was expecting this team to win the World Series right off the bat, so it's going to be a a building process. Obviously, Bryce Harper, you have a lot of building blocks now with Bryce Harper, Hoskins, Real Muto. If Real Muto comes back, there's a lot of ifs. I don't know what the whole contract situation is with some of these players, but... Right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, no. You have guys like Segura who underperformed, but he'll be back next year unless they trade him. Mm-hmm. You have guys, I think Romito's back next year, and then or they have to do his arbitration, which gets confusing, but I'm pretty sure he's back next year. But um, Harper had a good season, second highest home run total in his career, highest RBI total in his career. So, I mean, that's pretty good coming from a first year of a long contract. So that's something to think about. What was interesting to me is that all season long, above 500 team until the last two games in which you go 500, or last three, you go 500, under 500, end the season at 500. Yeah. That's just so weird to me. That team ends that way. I think they just gave up. Yeah. That's what <laughs> They're like, is. yeah, we got to finish strong. I don't think they finished strong. I think it was just, yeah, it's, you're out of the playoffs. There's no, there's no point. I think that's kind of what their mindset was. Yeah, and then you have a guy like Hoskins who underperformed most of the season, had some hot spurts, but then second half of the season just wasn't a great player. Yeah, that was my – that's a nice big talking point, Reese Hoskins. That was my biggest disappointment of the year. Of all the disappointments, I was like, 
I was expecting big things from Reese Hoskins. I'm not saying he was bad. It's not like he was a bad player, but it was definitely was not what I was hoping for, like, from him. Yeah, no, he definitely underperformed. I mean, he had a great rookie season, which wasn't a full season, but, again, great. And then he came out last year. He did well, but, like, the projections of where his career were going were completely different. People thought since last season he played left field because Carlos Santana was at first, and then people were thinking once he moved back to his own position, like, he'll just go off the charts, but it didn't happen that way. It did not (laughs) happen that way. Scott Kingery, I mean, he had an okay season. Yeah, no, he surprised me. He was somebody who, coming into the season, I wasn't too high on. I, last season, I didn't think too highly of him. I had him on my fantasy team, and he didn't do too well. So then coming into this season, I didn't think much, but he proved me wrong. I think he's somebody the Phillies should have around for a while. What's your opinion on Michael Franco? I'm just curious. I actually like Franco. I think he's good. I don't think he's our third baseman of the future. I think he's more designed to play in the American League as a DH or someone that comes off the bench to pinch hit, which I don't think the Phillies really need him at the moment. But I think he could be a solid player. But again, the Phillies definitely weren't thinking in his direction because they sent him down in the minors. He came back up, started a few games here and there. So yeah, what about you? He's he's a very hit and miss player. I don't right. think he's going to be long term with this. What the Phillies are going to keep? I don't think they're going to be keeping Franco long term. I, I just don't know what they're going to replace. Who, who's going to replace him? Yeah, no, they have this one prospect, Alec Baum, but he yeah. he's more than a year away. I don't think next season he would be brought up. I think he ended up in A or double A, and he's really good, really talented. But again, he's not there yet. So I don't know. I agree with you. I wonder they might sign someone or trade for somebody. I think they might end up releasing or trading Franco this offseason just because they don't see him in their plans. But again, third base should be an issue of concern going into this offseason. They, they had Brad Miller at third base for a little bit. Yeah, they had Brad Miller. I like Brad, Brad Miller, Miller, but not, I don't like him <laughs> as a long-term option. Right. He could be a good bench piece. He showed a lot of power in the last week, which didn't really matter. But again, it, it did for him maybe. Um, they could always put Kingery there. Kingery's very versatile if you want to put him there. I think he should be a second baseman personally because that's where he played most of his time in the minors. But again, if that's where the Phillies see the fit, then that would be it. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of my roommates is a huge fan of Cesar Hernandez. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the only guy. He hit what two eighty this season. Mm-hmm. I think he might not be on the team next year. We'll see. But um, I, I don't. I'm, I'm curious how this off season is going to go for the Phillies. Again, I think they're gonna. The chain of events are going to fire Kapler. If they don't, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they don't fire Kapler. I think they're going to fire Kapler. Whatever manager they bring in, immediately it's going to, it's going to be like politics. It's going to be like I'm going to get a pitching staff. I guarantee <laughs> that's going to be going to be the, one of the first things that they say. We need guys to help. Uh, you know, obviously support Bryce. They're going to say all right. the right things. It's just a matter of when it comes down to actually signing people. Will it? Will he? do that exactly whoever it is exactly and the Phillies last season they did go after Patrick Corbin who was arguably the best free agent pitcher it's just he didn't sign with Philly because Washington gave him a much larger deal for longer years so I mean they did try a little bit but agreed they need somebody that's actually going to do because there's big time free agents out there this year for pitching such as uh Garrett Cole and uh, Madison Bumgarner there's guys that the Phillies could really use but again they have to be willing to spend the money so that's another big issue there. Yeah, if they're willing to spend the money and if, again, their actions mat- match their words. I don't. I, right. That hasn't been the case for a lot of, for the past little, oh, we're going to sign a pitcher. Didn't end up <laughs> happening. You know, and you look at teams, 
we need to learn how to spend our money more wisely. There's teams like Washington and Milwaukee who have much less under the salary cap than we do. They're paying their players differently than we do, and they're teams that are in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what um, I'm curious what Bryce thinks. I'm, I'm sure Bryce really does not care because he's thinking long term. Right. But the Nationals made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Phillies did not. No, nah, I'm sure he's not too happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that very funny. I'm like, ooh, the Washington Nationals made the playoffs. So, yeah. Are you excited for this this MLB playoffs? I mean, I'm excited to watch. Not as much so now that the Phillies I know are out of it. Well, I know that the, we knew that the Phillies were not going to be in it for a while now, but you're kind of clinging on to hope for the last few weeks of the season. Um, I'm excited to see who comes out on top. I think the Astros have the best rotation, the best three man with Grinky, Cole, and uh, the guy's name is escaping me right now. Oh man. Verlander, mm-hmm. and um, I think they can do really well. I think the Yankees have a very talented team, but their pitching might not bring them there, so that could be a struggle. And then on the NL side, I'm big on the Braves because they're young talent and they're pretty, they have pretty good depth, like head to toe. And then as well as the Dodgers, who have the same like type of structure where they're very good and they can compete, and they've shown it the last couple of years in the playoffs, so should be interesting. Yeah, my team, if I had to pick one team right now, it would probably be the Dodgers. Yeah, I'd go Houston. The Astros, yeah, the Astros are right there. I mean, it could very well end up being... Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, both those teams have been dominant all season. Pitching-wise, hitting, I mean, they have everything. So, A team that surprised me besides the Phillies in a bad way was the Red Sox, coming off their World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they won last year. Yeah. And, um... They didn't make the playoffs this year. No. That's a crazy jump backwards considering you have one of the best players in baseball with Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. Pretty good rotation starting with David Price, and then you just go out this season and just don't do it. So interesting to see there's I'm, other teams in the same boat as the Phillies. Yeah, I'm sure the Boston's very disappointed. Yeah, but that's a big disappointment for Boston. I mean, the Phillies weren't coming from much. Exactly. We season. were on our way up. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the big – it's a big disappointment for Boston fans. I'm not concerned for Boston fans, though. They have the yeah. Patriots. They have the Bruins. Yeah, no, they've, I'm not, <laughs> they've been doing well. They'll the be Celtics, fine. Yeah. They'll probably end up, again, they've had, like, a championship every single – I forgot what the stat was. It was like, mm. Boston has won. One of their big four sports teams has won at least a championship, like, for the past 14 years or something. Something oh, absurd. Yeah, yeah. I think I did see a stat before. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not, we need something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not concerned. Yeah. It's ebbs and flows. Right. I think uh, Philly will have its time, hopefully. I may just be being optimistic. <laughs> Boston's unreal. I don't. Yeah, no, agreed. As a Philly station, I can't stand Boston. I have no problem saying that. <laughs> Speaking of a Philly team that had its time uh, two years ago, Eagles won the Super Bowl. Eagles, won, yep. And then I wanted to go into this week's Eagles, who mm-hmm. took out a crazy win against the Packers. Took them down to the last play defensively. They brought in a guy in the, on the corner because two corners got hurt. Who had played three snaps this season. He ended up hitting the ball, which got into Nigel Bradham's hands. Interception last play. Stopped Aaron Rodgers four times at the one. It's something you don't see very often, especially in Green Bay. No, of course. I'm a Packers fan, so I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, again, I told you before the show, the Eagles needed this win more than the Packers did. Mm-hmm. Packers were already 3-0 and and 3-1. and I mean, obviously you want to win every single game, but Eagles fans in Philadelphia would have been, would have been the news this week would have been very different if they started one and three. Right. Oh, 100%. So now there's more optimism. Now it's only one game, but one and three and two and two sounds very different. Oh, 100%. And uh, yeah, no, the Eagles, they played well. Both defenses didn't do as well as I thought. The no. Eagles' corners, atrocious. Devontae Adams went 
off on them mm-hmm. ridiculously, and they just could not stop him until he got hurt <laughs> towards the end of the game. And I don't know. They, they just didn't look great out there. Carson looked good, but again, his only real receiver, Alshon and Zach Ertz. So, I mean, he's working with some pieces there. I'm, yeah. I'm, Avante Maddox, before he got injured, he was getting torched oh, by Devontae sure. Adams. For sure. He had 10 catches. Was it 10 catches? Mm-hmm. I think he had 10 catches in the first half. Like, yeah. I think he ended with like 158 yards. Yeah, he ended with like 158. But oh, man. That's the problem. If you're an Eagles fan, you're looking at that secondary and you're like, why, why aren't we going and getting Ramsey? Exactly. We need a, a lockdown corner like Ramsey. You look at our past matchups when we faced guys like, um, uh, what's his name on Atlanta? We had Calvin Ridley and Julio mm-hmm. Jones go off on us. Again, these dominant receivers just keep breaking down our secondary, so we need some type of change. So Jalen Ramsey, he, he ended up not suiting up this past weekend for the Jaguars. Uh, I saw a, I forget from where, I think it was like NFL, might have been just NFL.com, mm-hmm. that someone offered, they didn't say who, some team offered Jalen Ramsey two first-round picks for the trade for Jalen Ramsey, and they turned the Jags turned it down, which I don't think they're going to get a much better offer than that. Yeah, no, agreed. Two first-round picks are pretty hard to come by. You look at recent trades like uh, Clowney mm-hmm. and even Antonio Brown when he was the best receiver in the league before he went off, and those teams that traded them didn't even get two first-round picks. So it's a pretty big haul for a corner. I mean, he is the best corner in the game, though. It's I watched, so I ended up watching the Jags game, mm-hmm. and whenever I watched the Jags, the Jaguars need Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> this guy, was it Thornton? Herndon. Yeah, this cornerback, yeah. number 37, Herndon, playing against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos' offense is atrocious already, <laughs> as it is with Joe Flacco at the helm. They were just targeting him, this corner on the, on the Jags, Herndon, all day, and he was getting torched. And they need Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey doesn't need the Jaguars. But maybe Ramsey will change his mind all of a sudden and be like, you know what, I like this guy Gardner Minshew. Maybe he'll stay on the team if the Jags aren't willing to trade him. So, Yeah, I wonder how the scenario will play out. I know it's very different in the NBA than it is NFL, obviously less games. But you look at a guy who didn't want to be somewhere, such as like Anthony Davis last season, who just sat out. And the team knew they wouldn't play him because they didn't want to risk injury and getting less in return. And the player didn't want to be there, so he didn't play either. And I wonder if that's something that we could see in the NFL. We don't really see that a lot with these guys. So After Ramsey and his, his head coach, Doug Marone, they got into it, got into like a fight on the sidelines. I don't see reconciliation happening between this. I agree. He said, there was some quote that Ramsey said, like, I'm all about respect. I want to have my coaches respect me, and I want to respect the coaches and have this mutual, again, respect on the team. And I think that's broken. That's gone. Where Ramsey ends up going, I don't see him staying with the Jags. I think some team is going to end up trading for him. I just, I, how much better can you get than two first-round picks for him? Yeah, I agree. That, I don't see it happening. They're going to have to get a big haul. One thing that I really liked about the Eagles game was Jordan Howard. He emerged mm-hmm. greatly, three touchdowns, and he just showed why maybe he should be the number one back and not Miles Sanders. I, I again, think Sanders needs more time to adjust. It's a very different game from college to NFL, and he's had some good runs, especially on returns. But, again, Jordan Howard was just a beast out there. Yeah, if I'm an Eagles fan or if I'm the Eagles coaching staff, I want to get Jordan Howard the ball more. I think he's going to – he did it for the Bears for the past three years, whatever, two years, three years mm-hmm. for the Bears. He's a bell cow back. He's not going to be catching out of the backfield. Maybe you have Sanders come in for that change of pace, third down roll. I know Sproles is still there, obviously, too. But, yeah, I want to see more out of Jordan Howard. I want to see him carry the ball more. 
quickly, I'm going to quickly look up how many carries has Jordan Howard had in the past few games. It's, I know he had a few really good ones against Washington. He had some against Detroit, but I don't know. He definitely didn't have as many as he did against the Packers. Yeah, he did not. I just I want to see more. I want to see him touch the ball at least. I don't know. 15 to 20 times a game. I don't know if it's going to end think, up happening. I think happening, that'd be a good number. But let's see quickly. I'm curious how many times he touched the ball in the last. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring this up real quick. Yeah. But, yeah, I like Jordan Howard. Uh, the Eagles, obviously, they got Alshon back. They're hoping to get Deshaun Jackson back soon. They're, I think they're fine. Yeah, two two. I agree with you. I think they're fine offensively. Defense can be a bit of concern, but, again, like we talked about, they need someone like Ramsey. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not concerned with uh, Howie Roseman. I think Roseman will pull out something. Agreed. He always seems to be ahead of the curve, so yeah, not too worried. These, All right. So okay. Eagles. What else do you want to talk about besides the Eagles? Um, you can talk. I noticed there's been a lot of QB injuries. Like we talked about last time on the podcast, we talked about Drew Brees and we talked about Big Ben. But then this week you have Trubisky, you have Allen. When ha- Haskins had to come in for Washington, just your His thoughts on sucks. Yeah, yeah Keenum, <laughs> Keenum, Keenum does was suck. brutal. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so my opinion, Trubisky, he has not been the quarterback that the Bears were hoping he was going to be. I know that they made the playoffs last year and they almost beat the Eagles in that game, that wild card game. But now, Trubisky is not a great quarterback. I stand by that. <laughs> I don't think he's a great quarterback. They're rely- it's a shame because the Bears have such a great defense with Khalil Mack and other guys on that, the Kyle Fuller. Um, they have a great defense, but they need a they need a franchise quarterback. Trubisky, I do not think, is the long-term answer. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they need someone that's sturdy and proven, and I think that could do really well for their offense. Again, it's like I kind of compared it – not compared it. Well, I will compare it now to the Vikings situation of having a Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And you have those pieces in place to be a really good team. You just need that quarterback. You need a Carson Wentz. You need a Deshaun Watson, somebody that's just in there and that can do. And both those teams really don't. Yeah, Trubisky does not – he does not impress me. Um, Josh Allen, yeah, he ended up getting hurt. He got a, he's out with a concussion, I believe. He took a hard hit uh, against the Patriots. The Patriots, quickly, just talking about that game. The Patriots barely won that game. Tom Brady did not have a good day. Uh, it's mainly a credit to the Bills' defense. The D- Bills' defense is legitimate. Two three-no teams. The Patriots ended up coming out on top. But the Bills, I'm not. I think the Bills are going to be a playoff team, and I think they're going to be fine. Even again, barring Allen comes back, because I do not think Matt Barkley is the guy. You're an Eagles fan. You remember Matt? Yes, Barkley. I certainly <laughs> do. And he did not play well when he no. was with the Eagles. But yeah, I agree. The Bills have definitely proven me wrong, and a lot of other fans of the NFL. They're a team that can contend, and they're somebody that came into the season with like a chip on their shoulder, and they've they've proven themselves for sure. Yep, I like the Bills. I like the Patriots more, but I like <laughs> same, the, same. I don't like I don't like the Patriots. I like the, what the Patriots are doing. I think they're going to win. Right, right. But did you notice this week? And maybe it was just me, but a lot of teams were getting the helmet to helmet injuries. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, the Eagles game happened twice. Yep. Once against the Packers, and then the, the Eagles. Uh, Sandeo, yeah, and then, and then uh, Maddox. Sandeo hit Maddox. Yep. And then you see somebody like Vontae's perfect who. Uh, yeah. He's, oh, boy. Yeah, that wasn't good. You want to talk about that? Yeah, quickly talk about the Raiders. Raiders end up winning that game, but 31-24. Uh, Vontez Perfect, uh, I have some affinity for the Raiders, but I do not. Vontez Perfect should not be in the league. Agreed. He's, I think that hit on Antonio Brown messed up Antonio Brown. <laughs> He's had multiple different 
hits, PEDs, suspensions. This guy is just nothing but trouble. And it's just, it's no, there's no place for it. it. It's the same type of hits. Again, I was watching the Packers-Eagles game. The whole uh, Lambeau field just kind of got deflated on both of those hits, Jamal Williams and the Maddox. It's just, I don't know how they're going to take it out of the game. The, the game, people are already saying, is, is getting softer. But, no, those hits, th- this is why people are ending up with CTE from football. Agreed completely. These hits are scary. You don't know what kind of injuries they can cause. I remember when Maddox got carted off the field, I was thinking, like, is he okay? Is You look at a guy, um, who was the guy on Pittsburgh who got uh, paralyzed? Oh, Ryan Shazier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's so scary to me, being a football player. And maybe you, you're a receiver, you catch the ball, you turn, and all of a sudden you're done. You're on the ground. There's things like that that make the game pretty scary. I do think it's gotten a little soft, maybe with the P.I. type stuff. Right. But, again, and maybe not hitting quarterbacks as much, but you should look for player safety first and foremost. And the, the NFL's emphasizing this, too, again, with the helmets. They're making sure that they, again, they're kind of bending the rules to try and make their, considering with the kickoffs. So they're trying to bend the rules to make player safety a, a, at the top of their mind. They're trying to make it a, a chief importance. Right. So we'll see. I'm curious in the next few years, I think there's going to be some changes to the NFL and What's called a penalty, what's not called a penalty, what's a suspension, what's not a suspension, uh, again, in regards to those hits. Yeah. So let's talk about some, some big games that happened this weekend briefly. Uh, Chiefs-Lions was, I think, the biggest game. Don't let the score, the score, the box score fool you. They put up 34. It was 34-30. to 30, The Chiefs won. This was not a dominant Chiefs victory. Agreed. This is Big Red coming out and again pulling out but the Lions look good they played well the Lions are a good team yeah no they beat the Eagles I was surprised there I don't they know if I squad. yeah I don't know if they're I shouldn't say like really good team but I think but they're a solid yeah, team agreed they could be somebody that could compete for a wild card I think right now as it stands I think it's going to be the Packers and the Lions I think the Lions could end up getting a wild card or if it's the other way around where the Packers get a wild card NFC North their division is tough Vikings, I'm not sold on the Vikings, though. Yeah. Kirk Cousins has been struggling with the Vikings, but we'll talk about that in a second. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, zero touchdowns. That's a, that's a big change from the yeah. first couple weeks. I think it's just credit to the Lions. Again, the Lions' defense, they locked them down. Mahomes just had an off day. And one of my my brother ended up, a few people ended up betting on a Patrick Mahomes. It was like over two and a half touchdowns or over. He was like, oh, he's going to throw Two and a half touchdowns. He's going to throw th- three touchdowns in the first half. I was watching the game. I was like, this is not happening. He is not throwing touchdowns in the first. It was completely changed from what you're used to with Patrick Mahomes. But he's 4-0. You got the win. Yeah. That's all that matters. Exactly, exactly. Come out next week stronger. So, again, not concerned with Patrick Mahomes. One of their big games. You were talking about the Vikings. Did you Vikings. see um, afterwards Adam Thielen went out and said, Kirk Cousins, you have to start throwing the ball. He said, we, yep. I mean, I have Stephon Diggs on one of my fantasy teams, and he has not done well this season. And they're mm-hmm. 31st in the, in the league in passing yards. So, I mean, yep. there has obviously you have a great running back in Dalvin Cook, but you can't overrun him. And so I think they do need to make a change to their offense to throw more. I don't know what exactly their problem is as to why they don't, but I thought it was intriguing. Quarterback-wise, a few years ago when all these quarterbacks started getting uh, thrown around, you had, well, I can't think of his name, Alex Smith got thrown around, Redskins, obviously he ended up getting hurt, but mm-hmm. Alex Smith, Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, I wasn't sold on any of them. I was like, these guys are yeah. okay, they're, they're mediocre quarterbacks, they're average, 
they're not above above average. And I don't even talk about Joe Flacco on the Broncos. <laughs> that's a joke. I don't know what John Elway is doing over Agreed. there. But no, these guys are guys that are again kind of. They're not going to shock you. Yeah, you're not going to surprise me and be like, "Wow, this guy's really good." Kirk Cousins obviously had that little stint in the Redskins, but I was like, "They're not impressive quarterbacks." I'm going to be like, "Yeah, this guy, special." <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Browns quickly just want to say Browns Ravens. This was Lamar Jackson versus Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield shut up all the haters this weekend, putting up 40 against the Ravens. Uh, thanks a lot to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had three touchdowns. But Odell, I think Odell only had like two catches, but Jarvis Landry was the focal point of this offense. The Browns, I'm not I'm not uh, concerned about the Browns either. I think the Browns are going to have, I kind of expected them to have a slow start to the year. I think they are going to have a slow start to the year. I think they're a 9-7 and seven type team. But I, like, I still think Baker Mayfield, I, I like what Baker Mayfield's doing. I don't know if I'm 100% sold. I know it was a great game. It right. is one game. The Ravens are a good team. I think they maybe need to, for me, they have mm-hmm. to prove a little bit more, just a couple more wins against solid teams, and then I'll, I, then I agree, then I'll agree with you that they'll be like a nine and seven team. Right. So where do you see the Browns? Do you think the Browns missed the playoffs this year? Uh, I think they'll either be wild card or just miss it. But I, gotcha. I think they're a talented team, and I think they have a very good offense. But yeah, Ravens, Lamar Jackson. I don't. Not a good game. Not a good game for Lamar Jackson, but. He still put up some highlights. He, he had some good throws. Marquise Brown has kind of taken a back seat in these past two weeks. He, had, he came up, uh, started hot. He started hot in the first two weeks, and now Marquise Brown has kind of disappeared. But the Ravens, I think they'll get the, their, I think they'll get their game plan together. I think they'll start, again, um, performing better than what they did this week. And one of the final games I want to talk about was mm-hmm. the Bucks and the Rams, a very high-scoring game, 55-40. Yeah. to 40. I can't believe the Bucks even beat the Rams, let alone put up 55 on the Rams. Does that concern you with the Rams' defense being known as one of the better in the league? I have no problem debating this. If you want to talk about it, <laughs> you might agree with me or might not. I think I don't like the Rams. No? I do not think the Rams are a fantastic football team, I which is a bold <laughs> statement to make considering they made the Super Bowl last year. I'm just not sold on Jared Goff. and this. They're not using Todd Gurley as much. I know the defense is solid, but... I'm just not sold on the Rams, people considering the Rams Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they are this year. I still think they're pretty good. I agree mm-hmm. with you on Goff. I don't think he's like an elite quarterback. I think he's kind of like a newer Joe Flacco, kind of like he'll have one or two really good seasons, but then afterwards he's just an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I know why they're using Gurley less because they don't want him to get hurt like he did right. last season, but at the same time, like he's one of the better running backs in the league. I do really like their defense. I don't know what went wrong last week but i don't know i i do agree with you i don't think they're super bowl contender right now coming out the nfc obviously i'm biased i'm really gonna like the eagles mm-hmm. i think the packers are very good i uh the cowboys the falcons all teams that should be considered in there coming from the nfc and the saints as well the saints that's my at the beginning my, my super bowl prediction which is I, I don't know why i'm doing this because the patriots are gonna end up making <laughs> they're probably gonna end up making the super bowl just because why would I bet against them? Right. But my prediction, I was, I'm was i being hopeful here, was Chiefs-Saints. I think the Saints now, Teddy Bridgewater has done enough to win two games now. Yeah. The Saints are just waiting on Drew Brees to come back. He's going to be at least a few more weeks, I think four more weeks, something like that. But I'm impressed by, by what Teddy Bridgewater did beating an undefeated Cowboys team last night. 
you know, it was best case scenario with Breeze going down and you beating one of the top teams in the NFC. And I, I think that's great for them. I think that proves how a good team they are top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They nearly lost. I don't know if you watched it. They <laughs> yeah, nearly 12 lost. Yeah, 12 to 10. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater took a sack at like the 50 and they had to punt the ball. So they nearly lost. Dak Prescott had an opportunity at a game-winning drive. I think it well, also, he didn't get it. Exactly. <laughs> it also shows that Dak isn't that guy. He's not the Aaron Rodgers. He's not, for example, Matt yeah. Ryan. Well, Rodgers can, didn't finish either. Yeah, yeah. But again, nine times out of ten, right. Aaron Rodgers finishing that. I think you look at quarterbacks like that versus somebody like, like Dak or like Goff who just can't seem to bring that intensity at the, in the last couple drives. I know you as an Eagles fan, me as a Packers fan, I just do not like the Cowboys. <laughs> agreed, agreed. I do not think... Once again, I'm not sold on the Cowboys. Teams I'm sold on, teams I'm not sold on, I'm not sold on the Cowboys. I like that. Dak Prescott, don't get me wrong. Dak Prescott is a very good court. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think, obviously, Elliott, I think, is an elite running back. Their defense could use a little work, but I'm not sold on the Cowboys. I'm not that impressed by them. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, they do have good options. You have uh, Cooper, Cooper and you yep. have other players like like having one of the best running backs in the league helps to make Dak look better for sure. Mm. But again, like you said, the defense is a little questionable, so that's somewhere somewhat of a concern for them. Last game I just want to touch on quickly too. We talked about Joe Flacco. Jaguars, Broncos, Gardner, Minshew, Minshew <laughs> Mania. The mustache, the jock strap. It's a little not safe for work, but yeah, the jock strap. <laughs> I, I like Gardner Minshew again, he's not gonna be a guy. I'm not saying he's a good, he's a great quarterback, but he's been better than what people have thought. Backup quarterback coming in for Nick Foles. 100% better than what I thought. When he came in, I think he was a fifth-round pick, and I was like, all right, this guy's going to come out and lose, and you know mm-hmm. what, it'll be okay. I had no idea what his personality was like or no what idea. kind of guy. You see, they brought in Uncle Rico from Napoleon mm-hmm. Dynamite with him because he mm-hmm. looks like him. I think it's a fun thing, and I think it's something fun for the Jaguars fans to look forward to, especially with Ramsey wanting out. Yeah, I don't see... I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to be an elite team with Minshew, but, again, it's something, yeah, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're like, all right, this season's not completely lost. It's not going to be terrible. We're at least going to have some fun. Right. So. Do they have a Wentz-Foles issue with Minshew-Foles? That could be something leaning towards the future. It's going to be interesting to see next year, but I'm sure they're not concerned about that just yet. We'll see how (laughs) Foles ends up returning, how he ends up uh, coming back, but. Nah, Minshew's taking the, the Jacksonville fans. He's taking Dak- Jacksonville by storm. Yeah, for sure. Become and a national sensation. <laughs> and then tonight's game, Bengals-Steelers in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I would take the Steelers. Who do you have? I'm going opposite. I'm going Bengals. There's, ah, a reason why, there's a reason why I'm taking the Bengals, and I don't like uh, this Bengals team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do much this year. I think they may end up last in their division. But uh, Bengals are 0-3. I know they're going on the road to the Steelers. I just think they're going to be motivated to win a game. I think they're going to pull out a close one again against Mason Rudolph. I like Andy Dalton more than Mason Rudolph, even though Dalton's proven in the league. But that's how I see it. I think they're going to play motivated tonight, and they're going to win. I agree with you that uh, Dalton is better than Rudolph. But I don't know. I see the the, uh, Steelers coming home. Not having a great season, being down Big Ben and being losing guys like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and wanting to like prove themselves to the home crowd, especially after they got uh, Fitzpatrick from Miami. And I think they're just coming into this one and thinking, we really got to win this one. Mm. The, the, the Bengals also still do not have A.J. Green, who's been 
who's been hurt. He's going to be out at least another two weeks. So they're relying on John Ross and Tyler Boyd. Uh, I don't know, this Bengals team, I just, I feel bad for A.J. Green because A.J. Yeah. Green is a Hall of Fame talent, I think, but he ha- he has not been, he's been on a terrible team for years that, again, 8-8, eight and eight, barely make the playoffs, lose each round. Andy Dalton's been the quarterback. Marvin Lewis was there forever. It, it's just, I, I'm curious whether he stays on the Bengals. I know this is a contract year for him, so he's been, he's healing up, being sure he can come back healthy. I'm curious if some team ends up trying to trade for A.J. Green. Dare I say the Patriots. Dare oh, I say man. it. Oh, man. That would be a rough one. <laughs> Dare I say it. They already had A.B. and Josh Gordon this year. Yep. They still have Josh Gordon. But, oh, man, if the Patriots could put together a package and get him, mm-hmm. oh, it would just be over. It would be too <laughs> unfair for everyone. Man, I just – I don't know. I could, I could see it happening just because that's what the Patriots do. It is. They somehow always get the best talent, and I yep. just – I don't get it. We'll see. I don't know what A.J. Green's going to end up uh, – will end up happening contract-wise for A.J. Green. Hopefully he gets healthy soon. And goes to a good team. Goes for a good team or just gets paid on the Bengals. Yeah, one either, either one, I, either one. I just hope he, he can come back because he's fun to watch. Agreed. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and talk quickly. NHL's coming back this Wednesday and then talk quickly about the NBA season, which is approaching rapidly. Right. So we're going to come back after this break. Stay t- keep uh, listening. I was going to say stay tuned. I guess, I guess stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to J&K in the Midday. We're going to be talking quickly about the upcoming approaching NHL season, which kicks off Wednesday with four games. NHL, we're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty's birthday was last week. How do you like Gritty? I love Gritty. He's the representation of Philadelphia at its finest, and I think he's the best mascot in all of sports. He was going around from a Phillies fan, too, yeah. overtaking the Fanatic. Uh, yeah, I think he's just there. Uh, uh, it's close. I think <laughs> Gritty just has the personality and the social media presence that the Fanatic does not have. Gritty was running around town. I don't know if you saw it, too. Like, they did a live, a little live video uh, for the Flyers. He, was, he ran. He not ran. Gritty running three miles would be <laughs> that poor man. Uh, yeah. No, Gritty walked around the city for, like, three miles, ended up finishing at the art museum. I love Gritty, man. <laughs> Gritty's great. He's a fun character, that's for sure. He's great. Let's qu- quickly talk about the team, though, this upcoming year. Both of us, we watch NHL. We're not huge NHL fans. Uh, but the Flyers, I, I mean, I have no problem admitting it. The Flyers, I'm kind of a fair-weather fan with the Flyers. Still, I think this season is going to be interesting for the Flyers, and I'm, I'm hoping they make the playoffs. That's my, I'm not expecting them to make it far in the playoffs, but I think they, they should be making the playoffs this year. You know, they have a lot of good young players, and um, they brought in a few guys like Kevin Hayes and Justin Braun. Resigning Travis Konecki was huge for mm-hmm. them. They have a good, solid squad. A couple of my friends who are huge NHL fans explained it to me that they're a team that could be on the rise this season, so hopefully that could be true. That's what, yeah, resigning TK. Uh, obviously, you have Giroux still back. The full season of Carter Hart is the big news. Carter Hart is the. He's the soul of this team. He's going to be the guy that people are looking on throughout the year. I think he's the real real deal. I like Carter Hart. They bring in this head coach, Elaine Vigneault. He came, he's been a, a very experienced uh, coach. I'm not that high on him, but we'll see. Um, no, my Flyers, my expectations, I think it's going to be fun. I'll probably end up tuning into the first game because why not? Um, 
But I'm excited to see what they end up doing this year. I think they're going to make a. They should be making a playoff run with this team. They have a decent team this year. Agreed, agreed. And they start off the season overseas, so that's pretty fun mm-hmm. to watch. Just having them in a different location. Yep, they're currently in Switzerland. I saw um, Gritty with I can't think of the name. What's the German? The the leader Hosen. I don't know why. Yeah, in Switzerland, <laughs> but you know he had the leader Hosen on. Oh boy. So they're making Gritty. Uh, like cracker, like chocolate or something. They sell like flyers. Oh, man. It was a whole thing in Switzerland. See, they're starting abroad. They're in Switzerland. Switzerland, if I can say it. <laughs> Switzerland, overseas right now. Uh, their first game is going to be this Friday against the Blackhawks at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what, how they end up performing. I'm definitely going to tune into the first game, see what they end up uh, doing if they're exciting. I mean, there's nothing better, in my opinion. For sports, I'm not even I'm not even the biggest hockey fan. In my opinion, there is nothing better than playoff hockey. That's just me. Agreed. I think ho- playoff hockey when the Flyers are good, the Wells Fargo Center is just it's a different atmosphere. I don't know. I just love playoff hockey. Yeah, it's great. Playoff hockey is definitely different than most other sports because almost any team can win on any night. There were mm-hmm. teams that were very good last year that lost in the first round or second round of the playoffs to teams who underperformed. Yep. So playoff hockey is always a fun one. And agreed, like what you said, the fans are always really into it. So I think it's it's a fun atmosphere. Flyers have been mediocre for years now, so we're just hope, we're just hoping for any <laughs> hope this, this season. Again, with that upward trend, missed the playoffs last year. We're just hoping that they can gradually start building the steps towards being a better team. I think that starts with Carter Hart. Agreed. Quickly, touching on NBA season, coming up quick, starting October 22nd. It's not that far away. How are you feeling about the Sixers? I'm excited. I think they could be the second-best team in the East. I think they could come out of Eastern Conference Finals, maybe make a move or two. I think they have a very good squad. They maybe need a little help with shooting because in their starting five, you don't have a great shooter. You lost Redick. But, again, I think they're talented top to bottom. They have good depth now. That was a problem last year with the bench. I don't know. I think they're a very good team. What about you? I like the Sixers. I like them as Eastern Conference contenders, making it hopefully the finals. Again, biased. (laughs) But, no, I think the Sixers are legit this year. I also think, I mean, it's been proven in the last couple of years, but the East is a lot easier than the West. The West mm-hmm. has at least nine competing, nine to ten teams that could make it in the playoffs, especially towards the bottom. Whereas the East, once you get past the top four or five, it gets kind of tricky. I mean, you have the Celtics, I think, who will look really good. I think Bucks will be the best team in the East. You have the Sixers, you have the Pacers. So I think there's teams there that can be kind of hard, but at the same time, it's a lot easier than the West. So I have a huge question for you. Ben Simmons, over the summer, he's been jacking up three-point shots, nailing them, looking like Steph Curry. All right, maybe not Steph Curry. <laughs> Making him like Steph Curry. Are we going to see Ben Simmons pull out a three-point shot this year, and how early are you expecting him to pull out this three-point shot? I'm expecting him to pull it out in the first game at least first once game. or twice. I think he will. I don't think it will be a regular thing for him. I think it will be when he's open and can do it. I don't think it will be something that we'll see implemented regularly to his game, but I think over time as he develops as a player and a jump shot shooter, he will eventually get there. I can't wait for him to pull up three in the corner or whatever. He just pulls up. Wells Fargo Center goes wild. I cannot wait for him to make his first three-point shot. I thought he was going to end up taking, like, I forgot how many he took last year. It was, like, under 25, 20. And there were half of them were, like, half-court heaves. When he actually legitimately pulls up from three, 
the, it's going to be electric. And if he actually makes it, I mean, yeah, no. Last and practice season, and doing it in a game is different. Hundred percent. Last season, um, when Markel Fultz made his, I remember the stadium went crazy. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine someone's beloved as Ben Simmons in this city. How different that atmosphere is going to be. How excited it will be. If Ben Simmons develops a three-point shot, man, I'm telling you, it's it's over. Yeah. And we've been saying this, but if he can <laughs> develop a consistent three-point shot, it's mini LeBron James. It really is. No, I, I like it. I like it. And then um, in the West, you have that team out in L.A., and I'm not talking about the Lakers. The Clippers, they mm-hmm. come out. But then the other day it was announced Paul George may be out till November with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Do you think that affects them overall, or do you think Kawhi will just step in and just do his thing kind of like how he did last year? Yeah, I'm not concerned about the Clippers to start out the season. They have uh, significant bench players and players that are going to come out and contribute. Again, it's only going to be uh, October, and hopefully he'll be able to come back like by mid-November is what it's looking like. Dep- it, some news is coming out, hopefully no so- shoulder surgery. I don't think he's going to end up having shoulder surgery, but I guess yeah. we don't know yet. But no, I'm not, I'm not concerned. They still have guys like Lou Williams who can come off the bench, Danilo Gallinari, um, yeah, no, I think this Clippers team is, they'll be fine. Yeah. Without think, Paul George for a little bit. I think bit. they'll, they'll they do well. It. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell had a really good season last year. They have guys that can step up for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's just intriguing to see a team lose. I wonder how much better they'll get when Paul George comes back. In, mm-hmm. in the reverse of that. So I don't know if you saw top 50 NBA players. Did you see that I did, list? I did. What do you think about the list? What do you think about one, two, and three? LeBron James one, coming two. in at three. One, two, and three was wrong in my opinion. I think number one should be LeBron. I think LeBron is the best player in the world and is still is the best player in the world in his 17th season. I think two should be Kawhi just because he came off that championship and he led that Raptors team. I know Kyle Lowry contributed too but and Siakam, but if, you, if you're going to be honest, it was mostly Kawhi. And then third would be Giannis. Giannis is a beast and unstoppable, but at the same time hasn't proven that he's the man yet. And yes, he is a top-tier NBA player, but I just don't see him at one or two just yet. Yeah, I saw too. Um, I saw Al Horford was like top thirty. I was, like, I know, how is, I was like, shocked. How, like, how is Al Horford? I don't know about this list. I don't know who's compiling this list, but uh, no. Going back to LeBron James, I am fully in agreement with you. I don't. LeBron James is not getting the respect he deserves. I'm sorry, he's just not. He's, I agree. He's been dominant. He's going into his seventeenth year. People are taking for granted what LeBron James does on the court, and when he's gone, people are going to miss LeBron James. You're going to. Yeah, agreed. We haven't had talents before LeBron that was like LeBron probably since like MJ. Even though they have different style games, just somebody that dominates the way. And I know some fans will say Kobe, but I don't know. There's something about LeBron. I think LeBron's way better head and shoulders than Kobe. And the yeah, the NBA will certainly miss him when his time comes. I no disrespect to Giannis and Kawhi who came in one and two. I think they're. They should be right there in the top five. I just think LeBron should be one. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to carry – and this Lakers team, I'm not saying the Lakers are going to be finals – I don't even – I have a hard time saying the Lakers should not be finals contenders with LeBron James on the team. It's just if you have a team with LeBron James, you don't know what can happen. Anything can happen with LeBron James and your team. So – Kyle Kuzma. I forget what happened with Kyle Kuzma. Didn't he – something he got hurt in yeah. a USA training camp. Right. That's a shame. What do you think, uh, going back to those rankings, they have Zion Williamson at 42 above players like Kevin Love, Miles Turner, Aaron Gordon, DeMar DeRozan, 
as well as Clay Thompson. What do you think of something yeah, like that? Clay Thompson very high. Clay Thompson's pretty low. I'm actually surprised. Clay Thompson, he's an extremely good shooting guard, and you're going to see it. I mean, you're not going to see it this season. <laughs> um, you should. It's a shame he got hurt, but yeah, the Warriors. Um, it's going to be interesting how the Warriors do. But no, I'm surprised Zion Williamson is this high. I don't. I'm not saying I'm all in on Zion Williamson. I think he's going to be a solid player. I don't think he. I think he's being over overhyped though. I agree. I, li- I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be dynamic, fun to watch. But putting him above experienced guys like Kevin Love and yeah, Clay Thompson. I don't know. Yeah, it was a very weird ranking to me. I know you have to. If you're working at ESPN, you're making this list, you do have to be high on Zion just yeah. because he was the number one pick. But at the same time, you also have to be realistic. Clay Thompson was 18 on last year's list and moved all the way back. It could have been due to the injury. But, yeah, I think Zion will be a good player. I think he'll get his points and rebounds. But besides that, I don't know. I don't know if he's that he's ready. One spot under LaMarcus Aldridge, who's one of the better power forwards in the league. I think he's... I, I would have no problem putting him top 75, personally. Yeah, agreed. Top 75, I think that's fine. He hasn't played a single NBA game, but I still think he, he is going to be this season, if he stays healthy, a top 75 type player. He's going to put up, my guess is like 18 points a game, like average eight to nine rebounds. That's my guess. He's going to be an extremely good player. Yeah, my projections had him around the same. I had him at 18 and 10, mm-hmm. so I mean... And, again, that's one or two rebounds. Maybe his height hurts him. Maybe his jumping ability helps. Who knows? But we'll see once he gets to the league. And we saw, too, I watched in the summer league, too, Zion. I mean, it was he – I don't even know the right word to describe. I'm curious to see how his endurance is over an 82-game span. So, I don't know. Yeah, it should be an interesting adjustment. Going from high school where you don't play nearly as many games, then college not nearly as many games, and now you're going to an 82-game season, and you're the guy, so you kind of have to be there, and you can't be hurt, and you have to be in shape, which was somewhat of a problem for him in the past. So we should see what he's going to do and where he'll be. Just like I said, again, with the Browns this upcoming year, I said they're going to be a fun team to watch. Like The Browns are fun, were a fun team to watch. I think the Pelicans are going to be a fun team to watch. I'm not saying they're going to be a great team. They're not. It'd be shocking if they were. But Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram come in, Zion Williamson, I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, any last remarks before we head off? Oh, I, the Go Birds. I think the Eagles should do well this season and this upcoming week. So, Go Birds. Go Birds. Um, I'm not an Eagles fan, but yeah. Go Birds. I'll say Go Birds just for the – since I'm in Philadelphia. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, next week we're going to be coming back again, recovering – Uh, recapping the latest NFL news. NHL is going to be kicking off, uh, as well as the NBA again coming up. I'm sure some more news will be coming up in the next week. So thank you guys as always. This has been Kevin Gefeller along with Justin Kessler, J&K in the midday. Catch us same time, same place next week. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day.